Is this thing on? Thanks for listening to Radio Americana Detroit here on tapdetroit.com. You know, it used to just be called Radio Americana, but as I looked around the internet, preparing to launch my show on Spotify and other streaming services, I found three or four different radio shows, podcasts, called Radio Americana. I thought about changing the name, but I kind of liked it. So then I added Detroit to the name. My friend Odd pointed out the acronym for Radio Americana Detroit is RAD. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll go with that. It's not bad. It's, it's hard to be original in today's world. Everything is gentrified and made to look similar and familiar. Yeah, but anyway... We are now Radio Americana Detroit, and that's rad. So my guest for this evening hails from Waterford, Michigan, and he's the front man for his band, Slowfoot, Frank Grimaldi. Frank is a talented guitar player and even more so a dynamic singer. He also has a good sense of humor. If I had to describe Frank's vocals, I would say he's probably the bastard son of Janis Joplin and Steve Marriott, or perhaps Paul McCartney. I don't know. Anyway, Frank sat down with me, and we had a conversation, a few laughs, a couple of beers, and he also played some songs, accompanied by his bandmate, Mike Connolly, on Cajon. That's a box drum, for those of you that don't know. Mike is actually the other guitar player in Frank's band, Slowfoot, but he's also a talented drummer as well. Mike is also a man of few but poignant words, as soon you'll find out. So without further ado, I give you Slowfoot. You're listening to Radio Americana Detroit. That's the new name of the show now. Did you guys know that? Radio Americana Detroit. Was there an Amer- a Radio Americana gen- generic, general? Yeah, there's. Yeah, I looked it up on different podcasts, and there's like five different Radio Americanas. So we're Radio Americana Detroit. The Detroit Division. With Robert Lewis. Anyway, tonight my guest is... Frank Grimaldi from Waterford, Michigan, and his friend Mike Conley. Hey, I got your last name right. <laughs> thanks for coming in, guys. Yeah, thanks Appreciate for you. Me. What you guys been up to? Playing any music? What's going on? Talk to me. Yeah, we've been. You know, as soon as um, as soon as everything kind of started opening back up after the pandemic, uh, I don't want to say it was over because it's obviously not. Going into round four. Uh, at this point, but uh, you know, there's a time where there was no live music and you couldn't go out of your house really. But after that started opening up, I mean, we were slammed busy. We were playing four, five, six gigs a month, right? 
um, right before um, everything shut down in March of 2020, we had just started recording an album at the Temper Mill in Ferndale uh, with Peter J. Uh, Peter J. Audio. Oh, he's awesome. And uh, so we got the bed tracks at Temper Mill. We were doing overdubs in his basement, and uh, I got COVID. I think he got COVID, and it's just it's been over a year now, and we're just just now everything's starting to slow down. So we're talking about getting back into the studio here. Uh, in the next month or so, don't have much more to go. We have two or three tracks we want to uh, completely either re-record or track for the first time. Uh, we we had written a few few new songs over the quarantine, so we want to get these songs on on the record, and you know just put out the best record we can. It, it's a bummer if you go in a studio and spend a bunch of time and and money and you don't get what you want, you know. Yeah, yeah, I do. So. You brought uh, what do you? Oh, you play guitar in the in the band, right? What for the folks that don't know, the name of your band is Slowfoot, right? I saw you guys on the marquee over there at the Bachelor on the way over here. Oh yeah, we're yeah. worldwide, Robert. Uh, we're on marquees <laughs> all over Oakland County, Michigan. A lot of talent scouts around here. Uh, pretty famous. I'm uh, I'm pandering to my own birthday. Yeah. Um, I don't know when this will air, but uh, today I believe is December 10th. Well, I'm going to try and get it on this Sunday. No, it won't be on this Sunday. It'll be next Sunday. So we're playing yeah. December 11th yeah. uh, at Bachelors 1 in Kego Harbor. Uh, my birthday was yesterday the 9th, and uh, I'm taking advantage of my birthday to get more people to one of our shows <laughs> to make us look better to the bar. Right, eh? Isn't that a great yeah. tactic? Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic technique. Come celebrate come celebrate the life of Frank Grimaldi. So anyways, let's talk to Mike for a second. Hi, Mike. Hi, Robert. How are you? Connolly, Mike Connolly. <laughs> I got to keep saying your name so I remember it. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> Normally it's, you know, Mike's get last name all the time because everybody's <laughs> name is Mike. <laughs> it's a good thing your name's not Hunt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've known some. Um, so how long have you... You and Frank been together. You guys have known each other your whole life, haven't you? I mean, not our whole lives. I mean, my life yeah. has lasted a little bit longer than Frank's. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I've known so, Mike uh, about like, half of my life. So, oh, so you, oh, you're that much older than Frank? Well, I mean, I'm 10 years or so. Oh, okay. So you guys didn't go to school together no. or nothing, huh? I didn't go to school. Yeah, uh, I, I, met, I met Mike when I was 19, and um, we used to play at Loon Lake Bar. On okay. Dixie Highway all the time, and yeah. he he lives right across the street yeah. from it. So, um, the bar owner, his band Jam Sandwich, would play up there too, and I'd go hang out with them and uh, have after parties at Mike's house. Re- and then uh, I remember the sandwich; you guys were good, man. Yeah, we we were playing for about ten years. We <laughs> yeah. did some work. So yeah. uh, Mike agreed to uh, record a demo for my band at the time, uh, the Counterculture, mm-hmm. and uh, we just ended up hanging out and. Became friends, and uh, I think Dirty Basement Blues kind of came out of that. You played drums in that band, right? Yep, drums and James Hamish as well. So this is kind of my first guitar band. So um, how many instruments do you play, Mike? Just those two. Just drums and guitar? (laughs) Yep. So obviously you like playing guitar more than you like playing drums? No, I don't say that no, at all, but it, but it is newer. I think I, I kind of just learned to play guitar by being a drummer in bands well, with good guitar players. You're a natural because you, you, <laughs> you jam. Yeah, well, thank I you. mean, you're a good good <laughs> player. And uh, 
you know, the first time I seen you play guitar, I was like, I thought he was a drummer, man. He's a fucking hell of a guitar player. So, yeah. Most you, people think it's two different people. You can you can <laughs> sling it with the best of them around here. That's for sure. So how long have you been playing guitar, Frank? 19 years, man. Maybe 20. I'm 32. I started when I was 12, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 19 years. What was your first guitar? I had a green uh, Squire Stratocaster. It was uh-huh. like plywood guitar, you know? <laughs> the starter pack you get yeah, from Motor yeah, City. Yeah. So I remember um, I turned 11, and my dad took me shopping for my birthday, you know, get whatever I wanted, you know, within reason. I got a Game Boy, and we were driving past Motor City Guitar, and mm-hmm. he goes, man, you could have got a guitar. So I thought about it for like an entire year. I mean, just really thought about, like, damn, I could have had a guitar. And, you know, the next year I was 12 and I got yeah. got uh, got the Fender Strat with the F- Fender Frontman 15G amp with the gain <laughs> channel, man. I didn't even know that uh, there's a little button on the front of the amp. You know, it gives you a distortion. Right, eh? And I, I found that and I was like, oh, man, I'm Hendrix. <laughs> I'm Hendrix. I used to have a, uh, I used to have a, remember Hondo's? Mm-hmm. I had a Hondo, I have one. a Hondo Les Paul. It was white, and I had a little, little tiny Vibrachamp amp, you know. And I'd I'd be going, I'd woo. I couldn't play guitar. I could, but I could make that thing hum. I could make it feedback, you know. Like woo, I'm Hendrix. Woo. <laughs> so I remember um, my band Counterculture was doing this. It was called Mott Stock. I went to Waterford Mott High School, uh-huh. and we did a tryout. And before the tryout, like these girls were like student body president or student council or something. They were running it and they didn't want anybody's opinions or feedback on it. And we're coming up to the the day before the tryouts for the show. And they were like, we don't have a PA. And I was like, oh, that's terrible. You know, that was one of the questions I asked when we were doing the initial setup. They're like, well, do you have a PA? I said, well, yeah, I have a PA, don't you? And they said, no, we don't have one. I said, well, that's a bummer, you know? And so we brought our PA in, and we did the tryouts, and we're playing, and we had, you know, just a night and day different sound. And I'm not saying better or worse than any of the other acts, but, you know, my age group, these kids were all playing stuff like Green Day and stuff like that. And we played original music at the time, counterculture, and, but it was like old school rock and roll stuff. And uh-huh. we we improvised a song for like 17 minutes, you know, one song. And um, this kid comes up to me and he goes, you guys sound like, uh, like new copycat Jimi Hendrix. And I just remember saying, you guys sound like sh- shitty broke-ass Green Day. <laughs> right. Thanks, dude. <laughs> but, you know, it's just... Uh, it's a, older music's always been an influence to me. I guess yeah. it's uh, it's more real. Yeah, well, I first seen you guys was over there, at Mr. Biggs, and you were playing Led Zeppelin, and yeah, you were doing Dazed and Confused. It was like, who the hell plays Dazed and Confused? Who are these guys? They're only ten years old. <laughs> glory days. <laughs> Those were glory days, man. Cooley Pope. Yeah, Cooley, Cooley Pope and Michael Avanzini. Yeah. That was yeah. a lot of fun, man. Yeah. We weren't even old enough to drink. Yeah. <laughs> we'd show up to Biggs every Thursday. That place would right. be packed, man. Right. Yeah. Packed. And we'd play, every week we'd play up there. It was great. You know, uh, it, a lot of it's fun. It's never been the same since since Cooley left either. No, and he it, came back at one it, point. Yeah. But it just kind of fell apart. And, yeah. you know, Jay Bland passed and uh, yeah. you know, a whole bunch of stuff happened. But, you know, who knows what the, the new owner 
who's who knows what's going to happen and uh right. maybe i just heard that they have a license for wet t-shirts and topless women so <laughs> we'll see what goes on you know we'll pack them in one way or another you're right right well how about uh how about you guys play a song certainly certainly all right uh how about uh we take a break and when we come back We'll be listening to the smooth sounds of Slowfoot. <laughs> oh, there we go. That's our break. <laughs> break. <laughs> Listen, you just assured me that I could speak. Sit down inside the car. We're not assuring anything. We're under arrest. Look, I'm under what? Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Have a look at the headlock here. See that chap over there? Get your hand off my penis! This is the bike who got me on the penis before. Get some cups. Why did you do this? Pop in the car. Get some cups. For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? Oh, that's a nice headlock, sir. Oh, ah, yes. I see that you know your judo well. Good one. And you, sir, are you waiting to receive my limp penis? How dare you get your hands off me? Ta-da! And farewell. One cup, look! <laughs> All right, we're back. You're listening to Radio Americana, and my guest tonight is Slowfoot. They're going to play a song. The name of this song is... Mexico, Lindo. Take it away, boys. Got no sunshine on my cloudy day. And when the rain comes, will not wash you away. You never told me what I had done wrong. But now you're stuck up in my head, woman, like some stupid love song. Mistakes, some are small, some are great, but we all need somebody to help pull our So, darling, if you hear me.
times I wonder And you never strayed from me Would I still watch you drown, baby Or pull you to safety As for your lover's body You guys wrote that, or uh, so, that was written um, by a friend of yours. That or was a uh, song written by Chuck Moberg uh, that James Sandwich played Mike's band before Slowfoot. Uh-huh. So a friend of ours, Chuck Moberg, wrote that song. Oh, so it's that that song's long that that old. Yep. Oh, okay. That, that's yeah. an early one for you guys yeah, too, right? The first handful of James Sandwich songs. That's yeah. probably written in 2005 or so. I'm sure you're singing a lot better though. No, I don't know about that. Just different. <laughs> yeah. Better Johnny Cash voice. Better's a hard yeah. word to use in musical sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just different. And better. Yeah, sure, better. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, Chuck. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, what else you guys got? You want to hear more music? Would you like to hear more music? Would you like to hear a soft love song or would you like to hear a song written about the pandemic, would you? <laughs> Sounds like Keith Richards, he does. <laughs> a song's called yeah. Can't Sleep. Can't Sleep. So during the pandemic, um, I didn't have a job and I didn't have uh, unemployment money. Like a lot of the people I knew that did have jobs or, you know, had recently lost their jobs, I guess. I got fired before the pandemic, before it was cool, <laughs> because of malfeasance and lack of ability. All these other people got laid off. <laughs> Sissies. But I, I never got my unemployment to work, so uh, luckily, you know, my sugar mama carried me a little bit through there. But uh, I had anxiety. I couldn't sleep. I was staying up basically until I was passing out every every night, every morning. It would be like 7 in the morning. Mm. I'd finally pass out for two or three hours and just was in a bad place. You know? Yeah, I remember you some of your postings on, uh, on Facebook. I'm like, <laughs> oh, poor, poor Frank. Cryptic. Somebody should go over there and check on him. <laughs> no. <laughs> well. I'm sure he's awake. Yeah, no kidding. You know what? It was just hard, you know. Yeah. It was it was hard. It was weird because it was like, you know, I was I couldn't have friends over. Mm-hmm. Uh and I didn't have a job. I didn't have any money, so I couldn't yeah. if I wanted to go do something I couldn't, you know. <laughs> right. I was literally stuck in my house and you know, my I remember one one night my girlfriend uh she knew I was bumming out. I had no money and I had nowhere to go, nothing to show for myself. I all the money I had I need to pay my mortgage and my car right, bill right. and all that. She bought bought me a case of beer and a bottle of scotch. I was like, I feel like such a twelve year old. Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the night you did a live live stream. Oh, I did play yeah, that's that's all I did that whole yeah. through the whole pandemic. Yeah. I'd I'd sit there with my iPad and uh pull people would request songs and yeah. you know 
good, bad, or indifferent, I'd play them. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it was magic. Sometimes not so much. But anyway. Sometimes it was magic. Sometimes it was tragic. Do you believe in magic? <laughs> so, so I wrote this song um, with a friend of mine, Mark Glenn, uh, who passed away uh, back in July of 2021? 2020. 2020. 2020. So he helped me with a few lines. He was the first person I showed the song to. It's called Can't Melody. 
tell you all about the shape I'm in. Think my future's past. When did it begin? Never been down, no, not like this before. Well, get out the rain, boy. Uh, happy resolve for the ending. That was awesome. Thank you. That was simply awesome. So that was a good tune, man. Thanks, So dude. I like your... You, you, that's what I like about you and your music is that <clears throat> it's got it's got deep ties to older older music because that's what, you know, you were, you were cut on thanks to your dad. Yeah, it's funny, you know, people are like... Like, how do you pick the song? Because we play a lot of cover songs, you know, depending on the, the gig or the mm-hmm. venue, you know. Like, how do you pick the song? I just play songs play, I like. Play what I like. I just play songs that I like. Isn't that, the, isn't that the, the real point of having a band is just getting together and playing the songs that you like? It's supposed to be fun. You know? You know? Um, what's funny I, is... I never worry about... I don't ever want to play songs just because someone else would want to hear them, you know. I mean, it's nice to be able to do that, but that's not a good reason to start a band. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, I, I, I got... So, you know, growing up and coming coming up at, at playing music and getting bar gigs and club gigs and stuff, all, and I had family members be like, you don't play any dance music. I'm like, well, you can dance to whatever you want to dance to. And they're right. like, well, you don't play any dance music. And I'm like, well... What, I don't dance. What do you want me to play? Like, what do you want me to play? You want me to play, uh, you know, uh, you make my dreams come true. Ooh. Right. Which is a great song. You know, I'm not dogging on but I don't, it's not my cup of tea, as it were. But it's funny, there's this cycle for me um, with a song. Like, if I hear a new song, and there is good new music coming out. There is. You just got to look for it. They're not yeah, gonna, you got to look not for it. They're not going to serve it to you uh, on the FM way. Not airwaves. like they used to. Nope. So you hear a song you like. That's you the go, whole point of this radio show. So I hear a go song ahead. I like, and and I'll uh, I kind of become uh, transfixed with it, or you know, obsessed with it almost. Like it's like, man, that's such a cool song. Those words are so cool. And you hum it to yourself. And you say it just earworms itself, and you're thinking about the song, and then. Then you learn it on the guitar. That's what I do. I'll learn if I really like a song. I'll learn mm-hmm. it. You know, just figure it out or whatever. And uh, after you learn it and you play it a few times, like the magic's gone. <laughs> the mystique of the song is uh, is something special. Right. There's all these songs that uh, that I really love that I learn. And it's just like, well, I guess it's not that cool of a song anymore. If I can play, it's not that cool. <laughs> That's the way I feel too. Um, so, who would be what would be a, a new band that you really like that kind of uh, falls into the groove of what you like? Uh, I really like the Marcus King band. Oh, yeah. He's really cool. Yeah. His whole band is really great, even though yeah. uh, he's not coming to Detroit on this tour. No. Prick. <laughs> you know who I like is uh, Clark, uh, what's his name? Gary Clark Jr. Gary Clark Jr. He's a monster, that, dude. That dude, he's got his own sound. And, and you know, when you hear the guitar, he doesn't have to be singing. You can tell it's him. And that's what I like about him. You know? Some like, nasty tone come yeah, out of that guy, dude. Yeah. Yep. He's a really good singer, too. Yeah, he is. Yeah. You know, I haven't listened to a whole lot of Gary Clark Jr. I know it when it's, like you said, I know it when it's him, when it right. pops up on the radio. Have you heard him do Come Together? 
No. Yeah, he does come together. Better than Aerosmith? Come yeah. on. Yeah, better than Aerosmith. Come on. Yeah. Aerosmith wrote that song, didn't they? Yeah. Well, they were. <laughs> I think they were... Uh, they were the rival band in the, the film, uh, Sergeant Pepper's oh, Lonely yeah. Hearts Club Band. Yeah. The Bee Gees in there. Yeah, they were, weren't they? Yeah. I forgot about Peter that. Peter Frampton was in yeah, there. Yeah, Peter Frampton, the downfall of Peter Frampton. So did you, <laughs> poor boy. So did you watch uh, You watch Get Back, the Beatles? I did, I did. I really liked it. Um, it, was, uh, it was a lot to watch. It's like nine hours long. And yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I had to watch it in segments because, like, I'd, I'd I'd click on it and go, "Damn, it's not not even halfway through yet." <laughs> There's a lot of talking going on here, and they they ain't played shit. They just they were really good. They were just as good at fucking around as they were at writing songs. Kind of makes you <laughs> kind of makes you feel kind of like about, Will. Uh, makes you feel better about all the. Dicking around, you do it in your own rehearsal room yeah. with your own band, right? You know, you know what, you know what I notice is like when they're practicing these these songs and they're singing and they're like, ah! and it sounds really horrible. It's like that's not how they sing. But then when they bring the song together, it like just all falls into place. It's like fucking angels come out of the clouds and they're harmonizing perfectly, you know? You know what I mean? Like you hear you hear that that screech that Paul McCartney does, which you kinda got something like that, you know. But I mean when he's just like not really trying, just writing the song, it just it doesn't sound real good to me. <laughs> it's like That's, you know, I think a lot of people don't know. You know, if you're um if you're a singer that screams a little bit on stage, yeah. and, and I call it, uh, you know, overdriving your vocal cords, mm-hmm. whatever. But if if you sing like that on stage, I mean, you can't you can't rehearse like that. You can't. You'll blow right. your throat yeah. out, man. You gotta you gotta know when to pull it back a little right. bit. And uh, I, I understand there, that. And there there was a and John Lennon even said something about I forget what it was he said it, but they, they, he was laughing. Laughing about it. it's like oh, like yeah, I hope we do better than that. Well, he said finally, I can finally <laughs> say this about somebody else because it's been said. It gets said about me all the time. But like you're watching the the thing on the rooftop and they're playing that. Uh, I've got a feeling, you know. Yeah, and it's a part. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, holy shit! I can't believe that voice is coming out of Paul McCartney. He's yeah. a little guy. <laughs> it's a little. Just a lovely little British fellow, yeah. you know, and he's very soft-spoken. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, Holy smokes, yeah. dude! I can't believe that voice is going out of you. But uh, yeah. I watched. My family went home. I had everybody over for Thanksgiving. My family went home, and um, girlfriends passed out on the couch. So I would turn on the Beatles doc. I'm an avid Beatles fan, uh-huh. rabid Beatles fan. Love them. That was my first musical interest in my entire right. life, and uh, I'm watching it. And they're dicking around in the studio, and they're drinking beers, and they're cracking jokes, and I'm like, right. it's like a slow foot rehearsal. <laughs> I mean, really, yeah. they've played four songs, smoked six joints, yeah. and uh, nothing's going on here. And then, you know, Paul kind of comes out with Get Back a little bit, and uh-huh. they go to lunch, and I'm like, I'm watching, I'm like, man, if you weren't a big Beatles fan, even <laughs> if you were a big, this is boring. Yeah, yeah. Or if you didn't know who the Beatles were. Well, it's enlightening because that's what being in the studio kind of really is like. Right. It's yeah. not all glitz and glamour, and it's not always the hot take. And my, the... F- my favorite part of the movie 
is when they had their teeth dried and their lips stuck to their teeth and they're singing a song with their teeth closed. <laughs> what, yeah, I forget they were what, to the ventrilo because I'm dummies. Yeah, what song was it they were playing? Like doing two of us riding over <laughs> <turning> so Yeah, <laughs> John Lennon looked like some kind of freaky puppet in a Twilight Zone. And <laughs> I couldn't believe how much shit George Harrison took. Oh, yeah. Poor George. Even even after he came back, he still looked like he was wounded. You know. Poor boy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was it was a good glimpse into it, and um, you know, we were at rehearsal Tuesday, it, Wednesday night, and uh, I pulled out like three Beatles songs, and we just started playing. We started playing "Get Back," and we started playing "Don't Let Me Down." And Mike goes, mm-hmm. "You watched that Beatles movie, didn't you?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. My other favorite part was when they let uh, Yoko sing. God. <laughs> oh God, she's great, man. <laughs> it's original. <laughs> she's really great. It's original. You know, they were doing that the freak out, and it was John Lennon and uh, I think Paul McCartney was playing the drums and Billy Preston, and and they were all just screaming oh, yeah. or maybe Georgia. I don't know what was going on, but I was like, man, this sounds it kind of sounds like a Frank Zappa record. Is this a track off of Weasel's "Rip My Flesh"? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. I don't understand the appeal of Yoko Ono. I don't know anybody that does, but I don't know. Who knows? It's art, man. It's art. Yeah. You don't understand. So is a cheeseburger. <laughs> but uh, that was the other, seriously, though, the other uh, favorite part was when, uh, what's his name again? Billy Preston. Billy Preston came in to the studio, and he was just... He was just stopping by to say hello, and they said, hey, you want to be on the record? And he's like, gets this big smile on his face. He's like, yeah, yeah, I do, you know? And he was just so happy to be there, and he just he put a whole new groove to, that, to what they were doing. And really, when he came into it is when they really started getting their shit together on those songs, too. Like, he, he, he put the missing... missing magic to it watching him come in with literally nothing yeah and the only person with something was george and they ignored him (laughs) yeah he had a whole album which that all things must pass is a great record man yeah and i think john and paul are on that record (laughs) anyway uh they you know they ignored him and but they came in with nothing and and it just shows like the they were the supreme songwriters they're like rogers and hammerstein (laughs) like lennon mccartney they just Something out of nothing. Yeah. They needed it, and every day, yeah. you know, the second, the second show, the second uh, episode, it's like every other day they come in. Oh, I wrote a song last night. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wrote a song last night. Okay, yeah, me too. I brought right. one in, and it, it's like, then watch, you know, watching them uh, on the rooftop, and that I've seen clips from the rooftop, but I didn't know that they just played the same four songs like four times in a row. I didn't know that, mm-hmm. so I'm watching it, and I'm like, wow, this is like, this is the take from the album. Right. Yeah. This is this is what like literally this is what's on the album. Yeah. There's no yeah adulteration of it. It's like they were they didn't play live from like 1966 until that day. Mm-hmm. Three years they hadn't played. And yeah. uh, they were fucking awesome. Yeah. They were amazing. <laughs> they were the Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a lot of disconnect for a lot of people uh, because they were just in there. She loves you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And they didn't get to see him do anything past. I that. liked watching. Uh, um, Paul coming up, he, they were waiting for for John. John was late to rehearsal, and Paul started writing 
uh, get back. He was just screwing around, and then he starts saying some, you know, just random words and didn't really sound like it, and then all of a sudden he starts get starts hitting that melody, and then all of a sudden he starts going, get back, get back, and like, and so they start playing the song, and then John comes in and goes, hey, that sounds pretty good, and he just starts playing, and then they wrote fucking get back. Sweet Loretta <laughs> fought, she yeah. thought she was a cleaner, but she was a frying pan. Right, and then, uh, yeah, and, Oh, when the in the when the cops came up and they were they started playing "Get Back" again, and Paul turns and looks looks at the cops. Get back, get back to where you once belong. So they turn the <laughs> cops walk over and turn yeah. off John and George's amps. The cops didn't do it. Was They're, it Mal Evans, the was, tour manager? Yeah, the tour manager did it, and, and George Harrison Dude, was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" It looks good, kill. Oh man! George turned his amp yeah. back on and keeps playing and look and just like dead eyes the cops yeah. and just takes a lead i'm like holy <laughs> shit dude that british guy is crazy <laughs> it, it's funny that and, and george harrison was such good friends with uh monty python those guys you know eric idol says you wouldn't believe what a sense of humor george harrison had like i think the beatles funded them to make uh george harrison did was it just george harrison yeah, was yeah, it the uh, life, life of, of brian life of brian because nobody wanted to touch it because uh, it was religious content, nobody wanted to, nobody wanted to touch it. And uh, I read Eric Idle's book, and uh, he talks about that. And uh, Eric Idle or um, George Harrison funded the whole thing because he wanted to see the movie, which made him uh, <laughs> the person who's paid the most ever to see a movie. <laughs> so, so a lot of people say. Uh, and I don't know how much how into Monty Python you are. You read Eric Idle's book, so you're probably pretty into. I love him. Monty Python. I love him. A lot I, mean, of people, I couldn't quote everything they do. No, done, but. but a lot of people say that uh, Life of Brian is like the uh, polarizing one because a lot of people say it's their best film, uh -huh. and a lot of people say it's just useless drivel. Right? <laughs> where where do you stand on that? How do you like Life of Brian? I I thought it was funny. I mean, I, I liked it. I and I like I like Holy Grail. I mean, I don't like either one better than the other i like the one scene where i the, just always he's like he's writing on the wall in in uh, latin yeah and the roman soldier yeah. makes him correct his latin yeah <laughs> i want i'll be back tomorrow and you better have this all uh, yeah. <laughs> conjugate better. the verb it's like what the fuck some, these guys are wild that some of the best parts were like biggest dickus What's so funny? What's so funny? My best friend's name is Biggest Dickus. <laughs> yeah, those, those boys are good enough rails here. I always got a, good, a bunch yeah. of good laughs out of money. But I always on. just, I just thought it was just so hilarious. Just the whole premise of the thing was he was born in the manger next to Jesus, and everybody came to the wrong manger. <laughs> <laughs> and so they followed him around because they no, it's just the next one over. Oh, sorry, and they grab all these gifts and <laughs> Brian, <laughs> and then they're following him around. What do you want us to do, Lord? Fuck off! How do you want us to fuck off, Lord? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> and then and then Jesus up on the on the mountain, and people in the back were in the back going. What'd he say? I can't hear him. <laughs> what? <laughs>
<laughs> so they caught a lot of shit for that movie, but oh yeah, and it it really wasn't. You know, they weren't making well. They were making fun of religion. They weren't making fun of Jesus or anything. Just the ridiculousness of it's like they're comedians. Zealotness. You know, they're they're comedians. Yeah. They're supposed to make fun of it stuff. It was funny. And so, I don't know that you know. There's there are certainly lines you can cross, but yeah. they're comedians. That's right. what they're supposed to do. Look on the sunny side of life. Well, I mean, things are funny if you got a sense of humor. <laughs> or the brighter side of life, yeah. Well, so, so, so speaking of funny, why don't you play another song? We don't have anything good. <laughs> you got a uh, Monty Python song? <laughs> I got liquor and horrors. <laughs> uh, We're going to play you a love song. A love song. A love song. Show 
got over it <laughs> man that is such a good song dude is a i wrote that song when i was like 17 did you really yeah my girlfriend dumped me and the world was over it no. went on <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure did so it's too bad billy preston doesn't know who you guys are he didn't go on unfortunately <laughs> oh that's right i think he died in 94 oh did he and what do I know? I don't. I just run a stupid radio program. I don't know. Listen, man, if no uh, one thinks it was my job, I wouldn't be here. I don't do any research. Nah, Billy Preston's the man. Yeah. He was. All right, let's take a break, and uh, we will come back with Slowfoot. I got sorry, ain't got no morals. Let bad guy win every once in a while. All right, go. All right, see you. Yeah, his first two albums were recorded on uh, what would Apple? Apple, yeah, yeah. They really had a lot of respect for that guy, and he was I, so I young. I didn't too. realize how young he was when when he was recording with them too. So. Was he like nineteen? I don't know how old he was, There's, but he was sure young in in that movie. They met in Germany. They he met. was like fifteen, yeah. playing with Little Richard. Yeah, he was playing with Little Richard. Yeah, which yeah. is why I didn't know that. But it was just so cool, like I said, just how happy he was to be there. Biggest smile on his yeah, face the whole like, time. Sure, I'll play on it. And they told him play to. Play on a Beatles record? They're like, are you sure? Sure. They're like, are you sure you're cool with, uh, you know, coming in here every day? We're not paying you. And he's like, yeah, it's cool. I ain't got nothing else to do. He literally said that. I don't have anything yeah. else to do. I guess I'll hang out and be on a Beatles record. <laughs> be on a Beatles record. Hell yeah. All right. Listen, Radio Americana. We got Slowfoot in the in the studio, and uh, we'll be back in a minute. Are you uh, enjoying the great distraction circus? Are you? Wow, what a show! Boom, 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 boom. 
dude, let's talk about this Rittenhouse kid today. Well, clearly, he's an American hero. Hero? What are you, some kind of animal? He murdered people. Yeah, no, it was in self-defense. Self-defense and shit have never been there anyway. What's a 16-year-old doing with a gun? Well, he was trying to defend some real people. Did you see the people he actually killed? They were monsters. I know, but nobody, if anything, I think we should take guns away. If anything, I think he's the right reason why we need more guns. <laughs> Sire, our plan is working geniusly as it has for centuries. They just keep dividing and we keep conquering as they're more distracted. We need to, oh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is a liar. How dare he lie? Why can't he be a teammate? Just get vaccinated. I think it's actually a choice. You should have a choice if you want to or do a, a double choice or a for the means of other people, of course. Oh, please, give me enough of that crap. Oh, wait, you saying people haven't died? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying that Aaron Rodgers shouldn't be taking horse pills and taking advice from Joe Rogan, who's not a doctor. It's misinformation, and my information is the information. <laughs> the great divide and conquer, sire. They will never unite. Our <laughs> plan's been working for centuries. Or they starting to catch on, and we will unite, eventually. Turn the circus off, or at least know you're watching one. <laughs> and that is the wonderful sounds of Frank putting on a new string. A G-string. <laughs> yeah, Frank putting on a G-string. So we started out, he was playing his guitar, and he broke a string, so so now he's going to put a new one on, and he's going to play another song, and then he'll play, then he'll break a different string. I'll tell you what, you know how good I am at breaking strings? I once broke a low E string. <laughs> That's how good I am. <laughs> that is not an easy feat to do. Of course, I, I pick with a hammer. All right, I'm ready. Think you can do it this time? I hope so. All right. What's the name of this song? Day Job, written by Pete Zajac, our keyboard player. Day Job by Pete Zajac. You know, you've seen America's Game. No. I know not what you speak of. Wheel of Fortune? Oh. I'm ready when you are. Top of the pops. Right, hold, hold on. Ron's on the phone. So, Ken Kolaris says, <laughs> Hi, happy holidays, everybody. Oh. You don't know Kenny, but we do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we do. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, we do. All right. <clears throat> so, this is Don't Quit Your Day Job? Just, just day job. Oh, day job. Okay. I think you should quit your day job. You know? Just, gives Just me let so me much say money. this before you start playing. Uh, when you sat in with um, One Ton Trolley, 
Made it two-ton trolley. <laughs> um, Bill Arnold was so impressed with you. Oh, like, Bill's a great guy. It's like he said, he 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 just praised you up and down. I was talking to him on the phone about you, and uh, he he was just so. He's like Frank is just the ultimate professional. He can just come in and and. Do it. That guy's on drugs, it. man. Can, I didn't yeah. know it before you said that, but I think he's he's hitting the sauce. I <laughs> no, it, and it's it's true, dude. It's, it's whiskey he, and uh, weed. Yeah, and, whiskey, women, and wine. And and even even through all that, you just go on being you. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. No, Bill writes great songs. He um, does, and they're um, they're familiar. Yeah, but the words. We were at his house, and I just had my acoustic, and we were working on our harmonies. Because uh-huh. that's kind of what they really wanted me to do, is kind of fill in for Anthony Zach's harmonies. And they said, whatever you want to fill in on the guitar is fine, you know? And uh, so I was over at Bill's house uh, the night before the gig, or two nights before, like, something like that, just my acoustic. And, and I had been focused on these songs for about three weeks, really playing them, and playing them at my house, and listening to them. And mm-hmm. I was like, Bill, who hurt you, dude? <laughs> Some of these songs, man, the words yeah. just make you want to cry. Yeah, they're pretty deep. And he's such a happy guy. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, well, either way, either way, six, one, half dozen. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun. We yeah. played at uh, L.O. Palooza was yeah. the name of the o- festival. Oh, well. Oh, Orion Lake. L.O. Orion Lake Palooza. L.O., yeah. L.O. Palooza. Orion. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I played with one-ton trolley and... Yeah, he's definitely got a well to go to when it comes to coming up with songs. That whole band is fantastic. John Johnson on drums and oh, yeah. uh, Chris Chris Brown on the bass. Yeah, I've heard of that guy. Rock solid. Yeah, rock solid and uh, great guys. Fun yeah. to party with. We're hanging out and uh, hanging out and doing rehearsals over at uh, Dan McCaslin's house, uh-huh. and uh, just having having a good old time. <laughs> Red eyes and all. <laughs> right, right. All right. So you're gonna play a song called Handjob. Day job. Hand jive? Hand jive. <laughs> no, the song's called Day Job. <laughs> Day job. Okay. Wake up every morning. You run as fast as you can. Racing for the punch climb. To hustle for the man. Keep on dreaming, baby One day you will go far If you keep it close to your vest, baby You're gonna be a star You keep on dreaming And the telephone keeps on ringing The emails keep on streaming in And the bus man keeps on screaming It's a no more daily grinding With your ear on the phone I'm gonna have to quit my dead end desk job and I'll strike it out on my own. But they said, don't you, don't you, don't you quit your day job now. If you could choose, I know you play the blues. Well, it's good for thrills, but you got to pay your bills, baby. You can play my dapper, but you got to play for free. 
You can play my theater, boy, but you're gonna have to pay me. Teach my kid guitar, I might chip him for your gas. Ain't no money in rock and roll, and your plan it just won't last. It's a doctor bill, a water bill, a power bill, a gas bill, a car note, and no rent. The traffic fine is right on time, take me down to the welfare line. Now my grocery money's spent, but they said, don't you, don't you. Friday night you'll find me Hanging on Bob Lewis's show I don't know where I'm gonna go But one thing is gone to blow Morning, morning you'll find me Fast asleep in my bed Tell the boatman keep his dead and dead I'll find a new way to make my bread But he said, don't you Don't you Quit your day job now If you could choose I know you play the blues Well it's good for thrills But you got to pay your bills baby I said it's good for thrills But you got to pay your bills Alright Then it's good for thrills But you got to pay your Your bills Yeah That's fucking rock and roll mode. Me and the pygmy pony. All right, man. Well, we're coming up close. We're we're getting close to the end here. I'd love um, to get close to you. Anything else? <laughs> All right, we got to go now. <laughs> you want me to go to the bedroom? <laughs> so you, you got anything you want to say? Uh, anything you want to promote? Anything... Uh, yeah, I, I do have something I want to say and uh, something I want to promote. You know, like everybody uh, had a hard hard year and um, hard couple of years. And just be nice to each other. Just, uh, you know, take a second to think before you're mean to somebody. Yeah, right. And uh, I've been called an asshole my whole life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I am. <laughs> and, and there's no doubt about it. But you can you can take a second and just think about things that are going on in people's life that you might not know about. Um, it, it's got to work both ways, but it's got to start somewhere. So right. just be nice to someone, make them smile. Um, and, and if you have to, just hold your tongue. And I'm not telling you to back down right. or hold hold your tongue or or uh, or or not say something where it's necessary. But don't go out of your way to be mean to anybody. Just be nice. People need it. People are right. losing their fucking minds, man. Yeah. So that that's what I wanted to say. Yeah, I mean it's 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 their burden, not yours. You know, when they when they're getting on you for something that they think. You done wrong, you know. Maybe you did, but uh, people make but, mistakes. Yeah, and everybody does. Uh, but not me. <laughs> well, me neither. But other people do make <laughs> mistakes. <laughs> I've seen it. I call them out on it all the time. No, it just it's it's a mean world, and uh, we don't need any extra fuel for the fire. So just right. you know, 
just think about things before you say them and and be nice to people that's all how about you mike you got anything to say pick up that microphone no (laughs) (laughs) and there you have it there's the final word strong words from a strong man (laughs) all right why don't you play us out finally got brained. <laughs> I like liquor and horse, liquor and horse, and dope and mustard and bologna, liquor and horse, one fine day, Radio Americana, I met a girl, she was nice, her sister's name was Fauna, well she said, hey boy, we should do some marrying And I said sure But before we do There's a few things that you should know Stop! I like liquor and horse Liquor and horse Cigarettes and dope and mustard and bologna Liquor and horse Like liquor and horse Liquor and horse Cigarettes and dope and mustard and bologna Liquor and horse Well, one fine day Down at the Legion She walked in I was drunk on gin Dancing with my lady friend Well, she said, hey boy You should fly the fuck home And I said, sure, but before I do, I thought there were six words I said to you. I like liquor and horse, liquor and horse, cigarettes, dope and mustard and bologna, liquor and horse. I like liquor and horse, liquor and horse, cigarettes and dope and mustard and bologna. Lick around oh. All right, there you have it. Slow for it, ladies and gentlemen. Frank Grimaldi, Mike Conley. You're listening to Radio Americana. Stick around. I got my friend Will Scott who came in. Unexpected. Cooking. Unexpected. Uninvited. But always welcome. (laughs) And we're going to sit down. We're going to have another episode of Will's Kitchen Chronicles. So there you have it, folks. That was my interview with Frank Grimaldi and Mike Conley from Slowfoot. I hope you enjoyed that. I sure did. It was a lot of fun with them guys. I like them guys a lot. Forgot to mention that Frank hosts a uh, video podcast on Monday nights called Play Something Good. Something play uh, spelled with S-O-M-T-H-I-N. That's Play Something Good. Monday nights, 8 o'clock. Check them out. There's always a good local artist on there. My band played on there a couple times. So you know it's got to be good. 
So, um, yeah, I had mentioned that we were going to do another Will's Kitchen Chronicle, but after we got done with the podcast, we started playing pool. And we played pool till about 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Never got around to the second part of the podcast. So I'm just going to play some music and uh, hope you enjoy the show. Thanks for sticking around. This is Robert Lewis. You're listening to Radio Americana, Detroit. It's intermission time, folks, so hurry, hurry, hurry. Step right over to our refreshment center for the most extravagant array of refreshment goodies ever assembled under one roof. Enjoy breathtaking, mouth-watering goodies, everything from a snack to a delicious full meal. At our refreshment center, you'll find a large variety of goodies to satisfy your hunger, your thirst, or your sweet tooth. So hurry, hurry, hurry. Visit our refreshment center now. All right, so I'm going to play some local music here, uh, starting out with the real Dan Menard, Drugs in My Phone, followed by Steve Gillian, Something's Gotta Give, and then One Ton Trolley, Don't Tell Me, and Billy Brandt, Snowbound Train, ending with Robert Lewis Jr., Southbound Cadillac. Hi, this is the real Dan Menard. And I just want you to know that sometimes on a Sunday, I will listen to Robert Lewis Jr. with his Radio Americana show. It's the only place I really want to be. How many of these damn ads do I have to do? Sometimes you can find me in the city Sometimes you can find me at home But most of the time you will be able to catch me As I'm reaching for the drugs in my phone thing for directions or to do the things they wouldn't condone a marriage of convenience or maybe it's obedience I'm reaching for those drugs in my phone I have to touch it every 20 seconds because I'm lonely and I'm out on my own and no I'm not addicted but yeah I might go crazy if I couldn't reach those drugs in my phone Having problems getting a signal I'm distracted when I'm driving alone Hell, even Oprah said that I might get a ticket If I'm reaching for the drugs in my phone I think what if I didn't use it It's like some habit that I should have outgrown Don't ever let them tell you that they got you where they want you As you're reaching for those drugs in your phone I shouldn't say these things will upset you I might be cutting too close to the bone Don't ever let me think that there might be another option As I'm reaching for those drugs on my phone 
Reaching for the drugs in my phone Reaching for the drugs in my phone I'm freaking out cause I've been driving for a minute And I think I might have left it at home Reaching for the drugs in my phone Can't find it Something's vibrating but I don't know if that's me or something else.
Nom nom don't know One step closer One step something's gotta give There's some things about me you should know And there's some things I never wanna show I never wanna be the one to hide Not share what's broke inside But trust is key Sometimes things we see can't be unseen And sometimes people flaunt them when they're mean We never wanna be the one to bleed So we hang on to our greed and push away Never wanna be the one to cry. Our fist thrust to the sky and think we win. Well, don't tell me that I should turn aside. Things that I don't think are right, I see. And don't tell me that I should close my eyes. This three-ring circus built on lies, I see. Don't tell me I see, I see
biggest way When life gets hard, people do hard things On a snowbound train Unfamiliar terrain To another world Where peace still means something You can call her an angel You can call her just a fool Just wanted her to know I was true I kept the home fires warm But her heart was frayed and torn There was really nothing more That I could do Dark by the strip near the park, a few hours for the Sunday church bells ring with an empty pack of cigarettes and a heart full of regrets and an old guitar you can still hear her sing. You can call her an angel, you can call her. Just a fool I wanted her to know That I was true I kept the home fires warm But her heart was frayed and torn There was really nothing more That I could do People leaving every day Stone on snowbound trains Maybe you know one or two Hearts so afraid and torn Angels waiting to be born I guess there's nothing more that we could do like ass at that gig without a guitar player. Maybe we should have spent more time finding a replacement for Kevin and less time on the banner. But that's a fucking great banner! I'm in a southbound Cadillac I ain't looking back now to down 75 Yeah, I'm a cut loose and running free from all the things I used to be empowered of all them lies I quit looking for an answer It was I can't took everybody's fully Tied, overwound, ready for a ground and pound I just wanna forget I couldn't take that life no more I made a beeline for the door I'm highway bound 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 I couldn't take that life no more I made a beeline for the door, I'm highway bound, yeah. 
as it's best to put my motor to the test All I know is I can't stay I got wheels on the pavement Forget about the government I ain't paying no tax I got a pocket full of money And things are looking sunny And I'm slipping right to the cracks I couldn't live that life no more I made a beeline for the door I'm highway bound I'm highway bound
Smart, but the people so dumb. We care more about the likes on a selfie than our moms, and the only time we ever speak the truth when we're drunk. We won't always agree. No, I don't hate all police. No, your thoughts and opinions ain't facts, and they are not defining my reality. No, I think picking sides divides. It's probably what has got us here. United States is great regardless. That's what we forgot in here. Black lives matter. All lives matter. What's all this division for? It's modern segregation. This is shutting up a civil war. Burn the circus down, 'cause the world is full of clowns. They're all stupid and they're proud. Painted smiles on their mouths. I don't hang with bozos, homie. I can't be around you. Anyone who knows me knows my feet don't fit in clown shoes. They tell you be yourself, and then they judge you on the internet till everybody hates you for it. If Jesus was alive, I swear to God that y'all would cancel him. 'Cause lately, being negative's the real new normal. Yeah, if you're thick, you're fat. You're rich, you're bad. You're poor, you're black. You're white, you're whack. They lie, it's facts. My generation needs a bunch of free condoms. 'Cause common sense ain't that common. This is what they wanted. This is how they planned it. This is to control everyone on the planet. Then we put each other in caskets, protest and panic, and they take advantage to manage the damage. We won't always agree. No, freedom doesn't come free. No, there was people fighting, dying overseas, so that you get that freedom and be home. Are real, but they ain't drinking babies' blood. They're creating chaos, so they have something to save you from. Black lives matter, all lives matter. What's all this division for? It's modern segregation. This is setting up a civil war. Burn the circus down, 'cause the world is full of clowns. They're all stupid and they're proud. Painted smiles on their mouths. I don't hang with bozos, homie. I can't be around you. So, a rich little man with white hair died. What has that got to do with the price of rice, right? And why is that woe to us? Because you people 
And 62 million other Americans are listening to me right now because less than 3% of you people read books. Because less than 15% of you read newspapers. Because the only truth you know is what you get over this tube. Right now, there is a whole, an entire generation that never knew anything that didn't come out of this tube. This tube is the gospel, the ultimate revelation. This tube can make or break presidents, popes, prime ministers. This tube is the most awesome goddamn force in the whole godless world. And woe is us if it ever falls into the hands of the wrong people. And that's why woe is us that Edward George Ruddy died. Because this company is now in the hands of CCA, the Communication Corporation of America. There's a new chairman of the board, a man called Frank Hackett, sitting in Mr. Ruddy's office on the 20th floor. And when the 12th largest company in the world controls the most awesome goddamn propaganda force in the whole godless world, who knows what shit will be peddled for truth on this network. So you listen to me. Listen to me. Television is not the truth. Television is a goddamn amusement park. Television is a circus, a carnival, a traveling troupe of acrobats, storytellers, dancers, singers, jugglers, sideshow freaks, lion tamers, and football players. We're in the boredom-killing business. So if you want the truth, go to God. Go to your gurus. Go to yourselves. Because that's the only place you're ever going to find any real truth. But man, you're never going to get any truth from us. We'll tell you anything you want to hear. We lie like hell. We'll tell you that uh, Kojak always gets the killer and that nobody ever gets cancer in Archie Bunker's house. And no matter how much trouble the hero is in, don't worry, just look at your watch. At the end of the hour, he's going to win. We'll tell you any shit you want to hear. We deal in illusions, man. None of it is true. But you people sit there day after day, night after night, all ages, colors, creeds. We're all you know. You're beginning to believe the illusions we're spinning here. You're beginning to think that the tube is reality and that your own lives are unreal. You do whatever the tube tells you. You dress like the tube. You ate like the tube. You raise your children like the tube. You even think like the tube. This is mass madness, you maniacs. In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. So turn off your television sets. Turn them off now. Turn them off right now. Turn them off and leave them off. Turn them off right in the middle of the sentence I'm speaking to you now. Turn them off.
but you can't look away. I make you think I'm delicious with the stuff that I say. I'm the best you can get. Have you guessed me yet? I'm the sign oozing out from your TV set. You will obey me while I lead you in the garbage that I feed you until the day that we don't need you. Don't go for help, no one will heed you. Your mind is totally controlled, it has been stuffed into my mold, and you will do as you are told until the rights see you are sold. deal. That is not the case. The Arabs have taken billions of dollars out of this country, and now they must put it back. It is ebb and flow, tidal gravity. It is ecological balance. You are an old man who thinks in terms of nations and peoples. There are no nations. There are no peoples. There are no Russians. There are no Arabs. There are no third worlds. There is no West. 
There is only one holistic system of systems. One vast and immane, interwoven, interacting, multivariate, multinational dominion of dollars. Petrodollars, electrodollars, multidollars, Reichmarks, rims, rubles, pounds, and shekels. It is the international system of currency which determines the totality of life on this planet. That is the natural order of things today. That is the atomic and subatomic and galactic structure of things today. And you have meddled with the primal forces of nature. And you will atone. Sleeping 
All right, there you have it, folks. My first show of 2022. It's second half of music. We started out with Iggy Pop with I'm Bored. And we went into something a little different. I don't play a whole lot of rap, but I like this guy. He is, I don't know, it's something about it. He talks to me. This is Tom McDonald, Clown World. Very topical. And then staying on the topic, I started playing uh, started playing parts of the movie Network. So if you've never seen that movie Network, it could be talking about today. And, you know, it's about the modern world. So that movie was made in 1976. So I thought it only fitting to play some Frank Zappa with uh, Slime from the video, or I'm the Slime. That's it, I'm the Slime. And then the another video, another song by Frank Zappa, What's the Ugliest Part of Your Body? Some say your nose, some say your toes, but I think it's your mind. And we finished up with Steppenwolf, the monster. So, there you have it. I hope you all had a wonderful New Year's Eve and a joyful Christmas. I did. So, I'm out of here. Catch me next time. On Radio Americana, Detroit. All right, yeah, get him the hell out of here, will you please? Get him out of here. Throw him out. <laughs>